Welcome to a brand new MMA Rosie podcast. It's me. I'm here with McCorkle, Don Fry. I think Hector Lombard and possibly Mayhem are coming on today. So we have a we have some show. Uh, that's what happens. I, you know what happens is I, I like I try to get guests and I and I hit up like two people and then they don't get back to me and then I hit up like two more people and then they're like oh I'll do it and then the first two people are like hey I'm I'm ready to do it tomorrow so now I have too many guests every <laughs> every week that happens when you do your own thing. Uh, how you doing, Don? You look good. I'm always look good, baby. <laughs> so do you for once. Thank you. Nice shirt. Gotta, nice gotta, shirt, gotta, baby. This is uh, it's uh, the Hitman. Hitman Cascadero. Fucking uh, Hitman Heart, man. Oh, okay, cool. I take it back. Yeah. yeah, that's that guy is great, great wrestler. Now, were you um, were you in wrestling when he knocked out Vince McMahon? Were you? Was, did you like know that right away? No, I, I never wrestled here. I wrestled in Japan. But was that like talked about among the wrestlers? Was that that, that like famous thing where like you know Vince screwed him over? I guess the Montreal screw job or something happened. And he went out and just like decked him. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty obvious. I mean, and you got to realize Bret Hart, Owen Hart, you know who their dad was. You know their dad was a real shooter. So they taught they taught those boys how to shoot. So I mean, he could have done a lot of damage to anybody in that locker room. I, I was watching a documentary on him on A uh, and E, and they said that they had like a circus bear that lived under their house, um, and he would put chocolate on his feet, and the bear would lick off the chocolate. And he's like, he thought that was like normal <laughs> that everyone had a bear living under the. That was that was normal for me, except instead of a bear, it was two pedophiles. But <laughs> the rest of that story sounds very familiar. So look at that, you two. Hey, <laughs> I really did have two pedophiles living with me when I was a kid, but they were heterosexual, so there was no issues. <laughs> but by the way, the uh, baby, the rapper, the baby, you know, he's in a lot of shit. Did you, did you hear what happened? Is he in the trouble? No. So I guess he was like on stage and he was like, he said something. I, yeah, the rapper. He said something on at his concert like, yo, uh, give a shout out if you, if you don't have any STDs or, or AIDS or anything that like you could die within two weeks and that you weren't given, uh, and you weren't giving. Stone quiet. You weren't giving, getting hit. Stone quiet in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then. So then, like, his apology was even worse. Like, he's like, yo, man, none of my, none of my fans are gay because they're not the kind of, they're not nasty motherfuckers that suck dick and have AIDS. Like, like it was, like, worse than the actual thing. So, so now he's, like, getting kicked <laughs> off every concert now. Like, Lollapalooza, this and that. He's, like, the fuck, uh, this guy. 
uh, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, I think there's three laws in life, man. Is uh, three three laws you can't get away from in life. One is eat your vegetables. Two is don't eat yellow snow. And three is do not piss off the LGBTQYZ community because apparently ninety percent of people are gay. So like you can't. The whole world turns against you if you say anything. Ninety uh, percent of people, except the two pedophiles that live in my, <laughs> in my basement, they were they don't count in that demographic. Uh, did you guys watch the fights last week, Don, Sean? Uh, I saw some of them, yeah. No. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. In the main event, uh, Uriah Hall fought Sean Strickland. Uh, and Uriah Hall had one of those nights where he just couldn't get going. It just seemed like he was, like, three steps slower than he usually is. And uh, I wouldn't say for a lot. He looked like he was in good shape. He just he just had that night where it was just a bad fucking night for him. Um, you ever have that night, Sean or Don? <laughs> My last six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a bunch. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, it's it's like what that poor gal. That's what this that poor gymnast Simone went through. You know, sometimes you just don't you can't get them all firing on the same, you know, at the same time. So you end up doing more harm than good. Well, I think also with her was uh, she was allowed to take Ritalin her whole career, and then they banned it in Japan. They said, so she was like her first time off Ritalin in a long time, and I think that like that fucked with her because if you, if you, if you, if you take Ritalin for years and all oh, definitely off it, you know, especially a girl who's like fifteen pounds or something, you know, like a girl like that who's also probably has OCD and this and that, so. There's a, there's a lot, lot of issues there. And I'm happy that she came back and uh, took, took, took bronze. Good for her. Um, so good for, good for her. Um, uh, wait, so she did end up compete, competing? I thought she quit. No, she came back yesterday and like, took bronze. Oh. But it was like after all that. She did one event, right? Yeah, she did one event. It was like yeah, after one. all that. Yeah. Um, by, the, by the way, it just bothers me. I was watching the wrestling. One event. Yeah. I was watching the wrestling last night, and – I don't understand why America, we do folk style wrestling and the Olympics, they do freestyle and Greco. Like everywhere. It just seems like you can all like switch to freestyle or Greco yeah. because it seems like we're not sending our best wrestlers because, uh, because a lot of these. No, we're, yeah. we're 10 years, we're, we're 10 years behind on the Greco and the freestyle, you know? Or ten years on the freestyle, and maybe twenty five, thirty in the Greco. You know, just like when did that? What's the difference between folk style and freestyle? Because uh, Don, talk. So, what's the difference between folk style and freestyle? I don't know. Rules. It's a it's a whole different point system. I mean, Greco is like all upper body throwing, right? And uh, and freestyle. Right. And like freestyle, you get points every time somebody exposes their back to the to the mat. So you could just barrel roll a guy, or like a leg lace would be a really good move for freestyle. Right. Honestly, whereas in in like in, in folk style, if you don't if your back is exposed for one second, they get no points. You could just roll through it. Um, so you're not doing like Gramby rolls and shit in like freestyle, or because the guy can kind of control you. You know, so it's real. It's a really different. You different pin thing. yourself. Yeah, you pin yourself, right? You pin yourself in freestyle doing something like that, right? Exactly, and all. So it's it's really a whole different set of rules, and also sometimes you get one point for a takedown versus two. Like if a guy tries to throw you and you just kind of sag, so it's it's a whole different 
Um, and so we're not sending our best guys. Like, I think we would dominate, I think, in folk style, but no one else does it. I don't know when the shift happened, when all of a sudden, like, the world went one way and we went another way, but it's just, it's just stupid. It, it's just, uh, it doesn't, it's, it's hard for me to get into it, too, when I don't, I don't even know all the rules for freestyle. And I was a four-time state champ in fucking high school, and I still, I was never a freestyle guy because you only do freestyle really, like, an off-season or if, like summers or you go to certain camps for it because in some ways it can, I mean, Donald, correct me if I'm wrong. If you get really good at freestyle, it can almost hurt you sometimes in like folk style, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you got a different mindset going on, you know, and different rules. So it, it gets, gets so confusing. It's like when they switch from no holds barred to MMA. Yeah, it was it was kind of confusing. Yeah, I mean, so certain guys like Ben Askren was never a good freestyle wrestler, you know, because all that funky shit he was doing would have gotten would have like not pay, paid off for him, you know. Certain guys, a guy like uh, Jordan Burroughs or somebody, who's like they could adapt, like the elite of the elite. Could adapt. But you know, it's just uh, it's it's especially if you also you don't have the capabilities of you don't have a parent take you to freestyle tournaments or a certain coach looks out for you and that you know so it's just i don't know it's weird um, i know if you take away my ability to do a grand b roll my fighting is worthless <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing i can't do without <laughs> so uh, i gotta say in bellator by the way uh which i, I think they did like the um they did like the uh, the numbers, and I think Bellator did like 175,000 views, and UFC did like 900,000, which is crazy because, I mean, Showtime not really crazy to think about it. But Don, is there any place you have better Wi-Fi? It's just like it's just like kind of, is there? There's got to be a, a room, right? You have better Wi-Fi? No. Why? What's wrong? It just keeps like stuttering. What's wrong? Like I stutter in general, but it's, it seems like right. I mean, Sean, are you kind of hearing it too? No. All right, now it's better. Uh, so AJ it's McKee. It's my bulldog. I was playing. It's, it's Quinn, my bulldog. We were playing tug of war. Oh, well. <laughs> that explains it. Well, thank you for waiting to do the podcast to play tug of war with your bulldog, you fucking clown. Hey, um, when a bulldog wants to play tug of war, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice as to the time or place. It's a good point. Good point. They want to play. They want to play. So uh, what, what was I saying? Um, Bellator, this guy, A.J. McKee, ran through Pitbull like I haven't seen. This dude, Pitbull, was on like a four-fight winning streak, beat Michael Chandler early, ran through everybody. A.J. McKee hit him with a lead kick and then submitted him with uh, a guillotine quickly. Um, one round. Uh, so now Scott Coker said, hey, I'll put him up against any of the – are you still playing tug of war now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move to another room so you quit bitching at me. <laughs> Quinn, I have look, Don. I love you. I had a whole show. Planned. I had a whole. Oh, that's a cute program. I had a whole show planned. I, I had like and now I'm explaining to you the fights you didn't watch, and now I'm having to like fight with you over your internet. Uh, but I'm still. This is this is my thing. I'm honored to have you on. Like you're a fucking legend. You, you're people, people, people constantly. Yeah, people send me, people send me links going. This is the greatest UFC fight of all time. Not even knowing that I know you, and it's your fight. 
Okay, so that's why I want to let you know. But that being said, I do wish that we had better Wi-Fi <laughs> and that you weren't playing. Cover. Okay, this is better. All right, Sean, is it me? Is it me? Am I? Am I fucking uh, losing my mind here? No, I'm just thinking they send you those fights, and they're like, you want to see the worst fight in UFC you've ever seen? And then they send a couple of mine. Like, yep, you're right. That's the best and worst. You fucking beat Mark Hunt, who is like a top 20 fighter in the heavyweight like of all time, maybe. You beat him in less than one minute. And then you fought Stefan Struve, who has a victory over Stipe Miocic, who they consider the best heavyweight of all time. So give me a fucking break, Sparkle. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. give me a break. I mean, and Christian Morehouse is a very underrated fighter too. That was a, that was a weird fight for you. Yeah, especially Christian Morecraft too. Yeah, yeah, right. That guy. <laughs> Not just Morehouse, but Morecraft right. isn't bad either. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what, what I was saying was, um, was this: this guy AJ McKee, he's 26 years old. He's 18 and 0. He beat Pitbull fast. Uh, uh, you, you watched the fight? Yeah, I was. Really surprised, man. Um, I was even more surprised after the fight on Instagram. He posted a picture with his dad, and I genuinely didn't know which was which. And I'm being dead serious. Like I didn't know they both looked the same age. I was like, I, I don't know which of the like, both of their shirt off, both flexing. And I was like, I don't know who's the son and who's the dad. You know? Um, yeah. They, uh, yeah. His dad keeps himself in phenomenal shape, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, can you believe how easy he beat Pitbull? No, that was uh, shocking, especially a lot of guys with those big records like that. You know, 17, 18, no, they haven't really beat, you know, a lot of guys or faced real stiff competition. But, yeah, he walked straight, straight through him, man. Uh, it was uh, crazy. So, Scott Coker made a challenge to have him versus anybody in the UFC. <laughs> There's no way Dana White takes that. Although, uh, he has a clause now, uh, Antonio McKee, AJ McKee. He says he cannot fight for a year and get released from Bellator. Or he has a three-fight contract, but he renegotiates the money right away. I mean, he's got to ask for the world, right? Right. Yeah, if I was him, I'd stay in Bellator, man. You can fight easier fights for more money uh, in Bellator. Everybody in the UFC is a killer, you know, in the top ten. Um, but uh, not that Bellator doesn't have some good fighters, but, yeah, you can fight uh, much easier fights in Bellator. From everything I've talked to everyone I know, Bellator pays considerably more to the top, you know, five guys in the division. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it was unbelievable. And Bellator, they still wear their own gear and um, have their blanket with um, all their advertisers and everything. Yeah, yeah. The problem is it's on Showtime and the viewership's down. It's like, yeah. The problem is that yeah. the, the issue is that you got the best fighter in the world getting one hundred seventy-five thousand views. Uh, on a net, he got the best fighter in the world on a network that gave Brendan Schaub a comedy special. Yeah, I mean, Bell, best fighter in the world in Bellator. Best fighter in Bellator. I, 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 not the best fighter in the world. I take that back. I mean, we don't, we don't know. But I would, I would, I would say, I would argue that he could beat, uh, you know, Max Holloway or Volkanovski. I mean, he's yeah. right there. He's fucking right there. Um, all right, so last night I did a show, and I got some kind of bad news, whatever. I thought I was up for something. I didn't get it. Somebody handed me like three edibles, right? Like three cookie edibles. And he goes, I made this myself. I got home and took it. I was up till six o'clock in the morning writing jokes. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I don't know if any of it's funny, uh, but I thought I would tell you guys some of the things that I fucking taught you guys. Uh, what, what do you guys say? My, my edible? Maybe, maybe we need to eat some edibles before we listen to them to really get the joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. They're, they're not even really jokes. They're just more like thoughts. Uh, just kind of work. All right. Now, do you have any friends, by the way, Don or, or Sean, that like you lost touch with, you had a falling out? No. <laughs> yeah, like, do you have, Sean, do you have any friends like back in the day, you were like best friends, you had a falling out you don't talk to, and you think maybe I should go reach out and, and like make amends, even though it's kind of their fault, you're not friends with them? Uh, no, I used to do that until the same people just kept screwing me over and over again. So now if anyone slides me in the slot, like even the smallest way, I just never speak to them again. Even if it's like a 30 year friend, like if they try to rip me off on a roof, let's say like one of my friends did recently or, or did return text when I needed something from him for weeks at a time uh, when I had done hundreds of things for the dude. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't make amends anymore, man. I'm tired of it. So maybe I'm bitter, but I'm just tired of everybody being all about themselves all the time. Not to bring the boo down on your joke. But. No, no, it's not a joke. I'm, I mean, Don, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had it, yeah, and it's really, uh, it, it, you know, fuck, I, I had a friends, lifelong friends take the exercise and the divorce, you know, oh, and then cool. find out that um, when I was in a coma, she was calling people up, spreading really vicious lies about me, you know, and obviously I couldn't defend myself, you know, and then. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about it for a whole year after I got out of coma, you know, so shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like my, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Because I, cause I always hear, like, I always hear, like, on these TikTok videos, they're like, go back and, you know, make, make amends with people, even if it's their fault. It'll, it'll, it'll help, you know, bring clarity. So there was this kid in my high school that I, I, I obviously wasn't, like, and obviously, but I was a leader on the wrestling map, but everywhere else I was kind of a follower. Like, there was, like, the cool kid in my school. Sean, he was like the, yeah. the better, he was better with girls, more charismatic, and I kind of followed his lead, you know, because I wanted to be cool. Anyway, so like he like fucked everyone over and like ran away from the school, and then came back, and everyone turned their back on him. And I was it was a, it was a boarding school, and I like like took the guy in, and, but he was like kind of a dirty kid. Like he would like when he was fingering a girl one time, he like put his toe in her, and then everyone called her like toe jam. And he like picked up a marker with his toe and put it in her in high school and told everybody. Like, and people called her Kratola. Like, he was kind of like a, a fucking dickhead like that. That anyway. guy had a lot of toe stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More than the average. So, so, so. Did he have any fingers? <laughs> yeah, he had fingers. He did have fingers. I, I don't, I'm not really sure why he did that, to be honest, now that I think about it. So, uh, one night, my roommate was sleeping. So, I went into the bathroom to, like, masturbate, you know, because I was, I was 11th grade. And I go to the bathroom and start jerking off from the car. And then I hear him laughing in the other stall. He was jerking off too, right? But he was like known to be jerking off. Like, so he told the whole school he caught me jerking off. And then he called me like Dark Bader and the Midnight Marotta. And I was like crushed by this, Sean. Like I was crying because like the girls I liked fucking were like, I walked to the, to the cafeteria. People start laughing at me and pointing. It like kind of crushed me. And like, and I took this kid back. Like I was like his only friend. Anyway, fast forward, like, when I quit the wrestling team in college, I called him to, like, hey, man, and I quit the team, and he told me, well, how, doesn't it bother you that you never played the Nationals and this other kid did? You know, that kind of sucks. Like, just, like, really fucking hit me when I was down. Cut to, like, a year, a couple years later, we were doing comedy together, and he brought this girl, and that, like, this cute girl from our school that he was sort of dating. Like, he had a couple dates with, but he was cheating on her. So I went out with her afterwards and ended up, like, dating her, like, like, 
and like living with it. How long were you in high school for? (laughs) (laughs) This was this is when I was in my thirties, like late twenties. He came to a show, and I ended up like a couple years later. So he got real mad at me because I started dating this, this girl, and he's like, "Just so you know, I fucked her in the ass. And I hope I hope you die of cancer. All this shit." And then oh, uh, cancer. He, so I well, I ended up falling in love with this girl. Like we, it didn't work out, but we did love each other. But the point is that sometimes, like bad intentions, like initially I hooked up with her to kind of like get back at him, and like she was hot anyway, can lead to like you falling in love. Sometimes things like like fucking turn corners. That was the whole point. Yeah, I think I, I was I was pretty stoned when I fucking thought about this. Actually, uh, I'm not really sure where we're going with this, but. <laughs> so did you make amends with him? No, I'm fucking, oh. not, no, no. Now that I fucking think about it, I'm like, fuck this guy. Uh, by by the way, uh, I so I ended up having sex last night with my wife after taking edibles, and it was the best sex I've ever had because I wasn't really all there. Like, I was thinking about other shit, so I didn't come quickly. So you uh, and her were finally on the same page. You didn't call. <laughs> yeah, you didn't call out. You didn't call out another girl's name, did you? No, I called out your name, Don. Uh, so, no, but I was like. But then, no, but then she told me to, like, talk dirty to her. And I was just, I just started, like, complaining about her mom. Like, hey, by the way, your mom keeps complaining that, like, this dog shit and the fucking, like, like, I'll come downstairs and she'll sit on the couch and be like, the dog peed on the, on the floor. Like, she could just go pick it up, but she wants me to pick it up. I'm like, you're a fucking dog cat, you know? So this is what I started saying during sex, just complaining about shit. Um, so that wasn't the kind of dirty talk she wanted to hear. Uh, but uh, meanwhile, my dog fucking still hates Obviously. <laughs> Sean, does your dog still hate you? Uh, no, no, my dogs are good now, man. They're cool. They, uh, they're a little wild, but they're cool. I was thinking that she probably, when you were messing around with your wife, you should probably just should have asked her if she wanted this toe or something like that. Maybe that would, <laughs> apparently that's a thing. I didn't know, but, um, yeah, I like, I don't know, but um, no, my dogs are awesome and expensive. I got another one on the way. Oh. I, I actually did beat the guy up though in like lacrosse practice. After he told everyone that I was jerking off, I tackled him yeah. to beat the shit out of him. And then anyway, um, awesome. so anyway, I, Don, I I got this dog that has one eye. I rescued it from like a trailer park. I brought him home. He's in love with my wife. He growls at me every day. I give him treats. I take him for walks, and he's still and he's still with one eye. Keeps growling at me, uh, and I feel like he knows something. <laughs> I feel like he knows something about me. Like 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 that's how much like. Are you jacked off? No, no, he actually. I feel like I feel like he can see inside me with the one eye. Jacked off in bathroom stall with another guy. <laughs> he, he doesn't want any part of that. All right, all right, all right. Some more uh, uh, stone thoughts. So Matt Damon, uh, to, to <laughs> Matt Damon said his daughter just told him last week that you can't say the word fag. That that's not, that's not appropriate, right? And, and then all of a sudden, he's trending, like, why did it take to last week for Matt Damon to know this? This is what happens when you have everybody you know on the payroll. Because Matt Damon probably pays for everything. He probably, all his friends are taken care of. He says the word fag all the time. And everyone's afraid to say anything because they're not going to get shit. Like, his daughter's, like, the 15th is probably like, you know, she's the only one not getting paid by him. Uh, you can't have yes men in your life. Or that many yes men. Don, did that ever happen with you when you were champion? People just said yes about everything. 
Of course, you know, it's enjoyable. I really liked it. <laughs> Except for the wife. The wife, the wife would always bitch at me. Fuck. Uh, Sean, did you ever have yes men in your life? I think I still do, because I didn't know you couldn't say fag. I say it all the time. So, I didn't know that was a, a frowned upon. So apparently you'd have a talk with those around me. But I, but a bunch of fags. A part of me thinks that you make a enough money. Bag. A part of me thinks you make enough money so that you have yes men. That's probably what it does. Like you end up paying for people so you don't you don't have to hear what they have to say. Like you probably uh, most people that. are afraid of me, like that I'll punch them in the face because I really will punch people in the face. Like if they cross me, I don't really worry about going to jail too much. So um, no, I would say I don't have very many friends either because I'm really antisocial. So I don't really like like talking to you and Don on here is the most social interaction I have all week. Like I kind of. <laughs> I kind of just stay to myself and read all day now. I don't know, man. Come up with plans on spending tens of thousands of dollars on dogs that won't come in to eat. Things like that. You know, there was a comic that I used to open for. I'm not going to say who. Nice to him. Who literally. Bring him flowers. One time asked me in Vegas, hey, man, you mind if I use your room to fuck a, a prostitute because my wife is staying in my room? Uh, and I was like. <laughs> I'm like, there's a guy that no one's saying no to, you know? I mean, like, right? I mean, meanwhile, his comedy is all about family values. Is this right? Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that's who contacted you. And you were like, no, you can't use my room. He's like, what a fag. Dude, meanwhile, so, meanwhile, so, that's I'm like, said meanwhile, Don, I'm not as bad, as, I'm, I'm not as bad as you when it comes to technology, but I'm, I'm actually pretty bad, though. Like, so, I just like basic cable, you know, like like one to five hundred, right? So the guy who comes, in, he, we have a downstairs, we have a cable box. Upstairs, the guy goes, I can't put the cable box up. There's too much wiring. I'll put a smart TV up there, but I can't figure out how to get basic cable from a smart TV, right? So it took me like an hour last night when I was high. Out, no, I had to download the app, the cable app, on my phone. Uh, and then change it and, and then program my phone to the TV and change it on my phone, right? And um, my wife's just sitting there yeah. laughing at me. I, I'm, and, I, and, I, and meanwhile, afterwards, she's like, listen, let's have sex first, and then I'll, 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 I'll like, help you with it. I'm like, fine, right? Okay, fine. So then, so then while I'm trying to, like, do stuff with her, I'm like, you know, you could have helped me, but you just enjoy watching me struggle. And then she goes, are you, are you talking to you right now or me? Basically saying I was doing that with sex. I was like, Really? Fuck it, like, like my wife's pretty fucking funny, but uh, anyway. Um, meanwhile, my, my fucking so downstairs we have a uh, we have all these like lo laundry, you know, and then and then we put it in trash bag and bring it upstairs. But we're so busy, we don't actually put the clothes away. So my room looks like a fucking homeless shelter with all these trash bags filled with laundry. <laughs> Does anyone else have these problems? Uh, all right. Well, I don't what know. the fuck does your mother-in-law do all day? <laughs> I'm so sure. Don wants to know what your mother-in-law is doing all day. Why is there laundry uh, sitting around? She's not, she's not yeah. staying with us right now. Uh, yeah. And then um, not since she quit doing laundry. Yeah, but meanwhile. Um, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, so did I, did I, did I tell you, uh, Sean? When I used to work at like Fox Sports. You know, I used to do that, that text from last fight. Where I pretend I was fighters texting. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So they would yeah. like. I would like take like five Adderalls till for like all weekend get, getting it done. Just like, just cramming it all week long. I would get it in by like Saturday night, like five in the morning, work all night. 
and they wouldn't put it up till like Tuesday or Wednesday. It would just sit there, <laughs> and then they would take out half the jokes. They were too offensive, but leave in the but leave in like the setup to the jokes. So then people, right. are like, how do you miss that joke right there? Like, uh, like, oh my god! I'm like, the joke was there, but they fucking took it out. Then they had me uh, host Tough Talk with Karen Bryant, right? I lasted right. one, I lasted one episode. What? It was like after the Ultimate Fighter, they would have this like show where they, basically they interview the people from the Ultimate Fighter. So they gave me a bunch of. So they had me write all these jokes, and then at Gilbert Melendez was the host, was uh, the, the guy. So I, I made a Nick Diaz joke, which they approved. Like, oh, he's gonna love it. So I say it, and he's like, "Yeah, you talk a lot of shit. Looks like someone needs, someone needs to get stopped and slapped." And he like got mad at me basically during the show. <laughs> I heard that when you were writing for uh, Fox, they were taking the punchlines out. They finally realized they could just hire Brendan Schaub, and he could give jokes <laughs> without punchlines, and uh, they'd save all the editing work. Oh my god. So, uh, and then, then, then one time, like, dude, I had, a, we had an intern design the logo for the podcast and I, I was like, okay, at, at Fox Sports, whatever, no problem. Then somebody, another person who had a similar logo, like hit me up and said, Hey, you took the logo from our podcast. I, I said, no, I didn't. I didn't even know you had a logo. Right. So the guy's like, I talked to my lawyers. Uh, if you don't put it, have it down, you know, you're going to get sued. And I'm like. As soon as someone says they talk to a lawyer and threaten to sue me, that's like a whole different level, you know? I don't know, Sean, if that's... So the guy's like, it's not... Yeah. I would have copied exactly their logo and used it after they said that to me. But <laughs> the, the guy's like, it's not... Like, oh, no. The guy goes, it's oh, not... Wait, wait. He, he, talks, he talks to a $500 an hour lawyer before he calls you? Uh, I mean, I think that's some bullshit. No, the guy goes... You know? Don't the guy you goes, usually call somebody and try to sell it? Yeah, the guy goes, it's not clip art, okay? We, we paid thousands of dollars to get this logo paid. So this is a, I'm driving to San Diego, I'm looking at these texts. I get there, and I'm selling t-shirts after, after my comedy show, and there's a girl who's like a cam girl. But she's like a cam girl, but she like, people pay her to watch her paint. She like, she basically like paints in like a bikini. And I was, and she was an MMA fan. And I was reading to her the, 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 like the text, and she goes, let me see this logo. She, she says it, it was exactly clip art. Like, he got rip, fucking ripped off. He goes, no, this is, anyone could take this. It's like $5, basically, to have this. Like, it's like free from the internet, the logo. Right. So, so I text the guy back. I'm like, not clip art, huh? He goes, oh, shit, looks like I have another problem. Uh, anyway, you could please take it down. Like, I'm like, bro, after you threatened to sue me? Like, yeah. like yeah. What, what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean... I, I never want to go to lawyers and, and sue people. I got sued. I, I, it reminded me, what I got, did I tell you when I got sued for $20 million in college? <laughs> no. It wasn't for jerking off in the stall, was it? No. So, <laughs> so what happened was I quit the wrestling team, right? I, quit the, I was on the wrestling team, and every Thursday they had this, like, public access show where you can call up the show and uh, just talk shit. And that basically people were trying to have, like, real conversations about race and whatever. And I was, like, 17 so I'm like, yeah, we need to have Devane call in. They're like, who? I'm like, Devane and my dick. And I'd hang up the phone, right? And then my friends in the other dorm rooms would laugh because we were like like the Simpsons kind of thing. So then I quit the team because I was losing 25 pounds a week and I was burned out. And I don't know if you know, I mean, Don, you're too tough to have this happen. But I just was like, I was wrestling D3 and I was, I wanted to just prove that I can compete at that level. And I just was, I was burnt. I was burnt at it. 
there, I, there was no MMA back then, or there was, but it wasn't like, you know, what it is now. That's, that's exactly what happened to me in basketball, man. I just wanted to prove I could get a scholarship to a Division One school. And then once I had like 50 offers in junior college, I didn't want to play anymore. I just wanted to, you know what I mean, shut everybody's mouth that thought I wasn't good enough to play Division One. you know, so. It's, it's kind of like my, 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 rest, my last wrestling match, I was beating the kid up so bad, they threw in the towel, the coach did, because I was like hurting the kid. And I was, I was, but anyway, so I'm like, I want my own show. So I go down and pretend to learn the fucking thing. It was called These Nuts. It was a, a show on Monday night. They gave me a four hour show. It was me, a bunch of guys in the wrestling team, a Budweiser model. And like, and then everyone starts calling it about me going, are you Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim? Like, all, like <laughs> everything that I was doing to other people, they were doing to me, right? So then this girl calls up and she's like, you swept my ass at the gym. And pissed you off, man. It, they kind of did. They're like, and plus, I had my head shaved, and I had like acne from, still from wrestling, and the, you know, my big cauliflower ear because before I had surgery in my ear. So um, they were like, people, people were just calling shit. This girl's like, they're, they're gonna, everyone's gonna talk shit about me. My name is Hannah. I live on the third floor of Newing. Yada yada yada. Now the whole school is calling it about this girl. Going, Hannah, you stole my jeans. You whore. You sweat my ass at the gym. And she said I was sweating her because I, I'm like I was on the treadmill with two rubber suits. I, I was literally sweating, but not sweating her, right? So then she comes down to defend herself on the air from the callers. She sits down and she's <laughs> like, "People are going to talk shit about me. They can go right ahead." So now the whole like freshmen and sophomores like. They all get closed caption TV. They're all calling it about her. I'm laughing, but like defending her, saying she doesn't seem like a bad person. Leave her alone. I had someone, who, some guy who was like a Marine who was like 40 that went there, was like writing from the bottom of the screen, like Hannah's not a whore. She just likes sex. Like just making fun of her the whole time. She goes back to her dorm. People throw war balloons at her. And that kid, Seth, that she's like, this guy named Seth needs to take his fat ass to the gym. He was captain of the soccer team. He came down to like make fun of her too. Lo and behold, after that, there were no more shows on Binghamton Television. They had to have a disclaimer. Uh, they canceled all the shows. And she sued me for $20 million. She sued the school for $20 million. She sued Seth for $20 million. And my dad was like, you go to school for fucking three weeks, come home with a 20 million lawsuit. Can't you just go to class like everyone else? Like, so. It went to the Supreme Court of Brooklyn. I have the fucking court papers right here. Uh, this is what I was doing last night when I was on edibles, right? Uh, it basically, this is what I got accused of, right? I got accused of um, on uh, December 12, 1996, defendant uh, on Binghamton, uh, a telecast I, that I defamed, inflicted bodily harm, inflicted emotional distress, and invaded the privacy of, by, by permitting and encouraging her to be called a whore, a thief, of having and transmitting venereal diseases, of engaging in sodomy, and advised to take your Jewish star and stick it so far up your ass that the David comes out of shit bait. People were saying that. I didn't say any of that shit, right? I was laughing. All of which are libels and slanders by defendant to be untrue. They were malicious, wanton, reckless, improper, and vindictive. But it, it went all the way to like the state of New York, the Supreme Court. They like threw it out. Basically, they said that I didn't actually do it, that she came down on her own free will, and that I actually didn't actually uh, uh, do it. So I, I, I was, like, covered by, like, the school uh, insurance. Thank God. But, uh... <laughs> hey, yeah, was, you remember I said there were three rules earlier? There's a fourth rule that a lot of people... It's even more so than don't mess with the gay people is don't mess with the Jews. <laughs> like, uh... 
in any industry. You start that up, you're going to have a problem. Uh, speaking of messing with the Jews, I'm going to Germany in six weeks to get my back fixed again, hopefully, Adam. It has nothing to do with what you're talking about. I just wanted to make a Jew Nazi reference. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Good that's, luck. That's, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, yes, that, uh, so that was that. Um, so there's, there's some fights this week. I know this is a, a, a MMA podcast, and I have like another nine pages of shit that happened when I was on a – well, yeah, there was the last one, this, this fucking comic. When I first went to L.A., I went to this comic who complained that I was too dirty because I had a really good set ahead of him in, in Modesto at Fat Cats. By the way, I did a show with like Modesto. It was the place that like Lacey Peterson was like found missing, and I was like, man, this place has like Gary Condit, Lacey Peterson. I'm like, what's in the water? Fucking Lacey Peterson. Like, and then it oh, was like, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Anyway, so it was like, uh, this guy could That's like my answer. This That's guy complained I was too dirty. I was going to answer that. So he complained I was too dirty. Then I was like dating this porn star, right? And uh, she was showing me some of her porn. What was his like, name? But she was like a vivid porn star, like, which at the time, it's not like a regular, like you get paid a contract. Like you get paid by like vivid or wicked at the time. And like, they pay you not to do porn basically. They like, you could do like five movies a year and they're actually kind of movies. They're not like, I mean, whatever. So she showed me that part. So she was more of a porn character actor. Right, exactly. So she's showing me her porn and who's the fucking bartender? The comic that complained I was too dirty. I'm like, he's <laughs> too dirty. He's in a fucking porno. I'm, I was like, bro, your life is too dirty. Uh, but then, then you remember she, that porn guy you introduced me to in Las Vegas at your show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy. That's too good to be true, man. It's like <laughs> something else. Anyway. Uh, tell the story. Oh, no. Yeah, so, Don, you'll like this. I'm at Adam's show in Las Vegas, and he introduced me to this guy as his friend. And I'm like, oh, what's up, man? I'm talking to him. The guy seems a little odd. And Adam, like, I start talking to the guy. And Adam, like, comes by before his set and whispers to me, hey, just be careful with him. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, just, he's a weird guy. Watch out. And I was like, okay, I'm strange. Like, I know what I'm supposed to watch out for. It's like I grew up with two pedophiles in my basement. Like I've got my, you know, spider yeah. senses are all about me. So um, the guy starts saying, he goes, guess what I used to do for a living? And I was like, plumber? Like I had no idea. Like, well, how am I going to know? He goes, no, nah, I used to be in porn. And I was like, oh, really? I said, yeah, what capacity? He goes, the best kind. And I was like, I still didn't know what he's talking about. He's like, yeah, be me, like 37 other guys and one chick. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's the best kind. <laughs> but, uh, yeah really it was uh yeah and so we got we got talking a long thing about it but he kept like touching my leg like when adam would tell jokes and i was thinking like he was maybe wanting to add a 38th guy or something like i didn't know what was going on but i wasn't really going for it um but yeah if adam hadn't told me to watch out i would have been like i wouldn't i had no idea like i just talked to the guy and yeah he was like uh yeah the best kind me 37 other guys one chick it was awesome i was like Dude, so that, that, the porn star that, I, that so first she got mad at me because there was a drummer from Guns N' Roses that was passed out on her couch who was dating her roommate, like the third drummer. And I was like, you're in Guns N' Roses, holy shit. And like, she said I was like fanboying about him. I'm like, well, I was like a big fan of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> then like, I found her porn and she had like, it was she was like on the cover, just totally naked. By the, Her name is Kehlani, by the way, if you want to. And then I look, I look at the back, she got like a dick in this hand and a dick in this hand. And I'm like, not so much. And she goes, don't judge me. I don't judge your comedy. I'm like, well, I don't have two dicks on stage while I'm telling jokes, right? And if you did, feel free to judge it. <laughs> and then she, like, fucking threw me out. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, 
but she was actually really cool. And we're still friends, Kehlani. Um You know the last comedy show I saw that had two dicks on stage were when Brian Callen and uh, <laughs> Brendan Schaub were touring together for the fighter and the kid. So, um, by the way, you know, porn stars, they tell people, they call people who aren't in porn, they call them civilians. Like, you're a <laughs> That's civilian if you're not in porn. As and opposed it, to the veterans. Yeah, and it's kind of like when I went to uh, that nudist colony to do a comedy show, and they go, yeah, you know, you, you, can't get an, uh, you can't get an erection. Like, if you get an erection, they make you go in the pool or take a shower, and they go, uh, oh, there's a newbie. They call people That's newbies. a pool I want to swim in. Like the guys with erections in <laughs> All right, so th this week uh, on UFC Fight Pass, uh, uh, this Thursday night, Nate Marquardt is fighting uh, against Michael. I didn't know he was fighting still. Yeah, he did make his comeback fighting Michael Cormier. I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Marquardt got a record of 35 and 18 and 2. He's fighting Michael Cora uh, in Titan FC in Miami. Um, he's not even the headliner. He's like the third guy. And then also Andre Harrison, who got fucked. He was in the PFL. I think he, he like made the finals one year. Next year, he like made the semifinals. He's 21-2. and two. He's like the first fight in. He's a guy that like doesn't have many finishes, but great wrestler, great guy. I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like he should have been uh, picked up by, by Bellator or UFC. What's his name? His name is Andre Harrison. Um, good dude. He's just a guy that doesn't oh, if you can't finish, you shouldn't be in this sport. Fuck. He's 21 and 2. damn thing about this. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, back in the day when I would see guys with records like 32 and 14, I'd be thinking, like, what a bum. But if you multiply my wins and losses by two, by the same criteria, I used to, you know, like I not realize or whatever, like I was 20 and seven, so I'd be 40 and 14, which isn't that great. But back in the day, if I saw somebody 40 and 14, I'd be like, man, that guy's a journeyman. So. Well, I think you got to look at like uh, who they're fighting. I mean, I mean, nobody had like a worse right. luck than like Modi. What was that guy? Uh, Morty. The, talk about a bad luck for a Jewish Horstein. guy. <laughs> Modi Horstein, who's like this yeah. fucking guy. He was like the, the he was like the Krav Maga champion. He was like Israeli black belt. Who do you fight? Like Mark Kerr and like Mark Coleman were his first two. Coleman. <laughs> like, God. That's a terrible draw. That's like when they asked me when I uh, they tricked me into Far Khan. I signed a bout agreement before I had a, an opponent name. So I said, "Well, it's gonna be another first time UFC guy, so don't worry about it. It'd be another guy's newcomer." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I just didn't want to get served up to some monster, you know, for my first UFC fight." And then the bout agreement came over after I signed a contract. I said Mark Hunt, and so I texted Monty Cox. I was like, "That's not like Mark Hunt from Pride, right? Like it's Mark Hunt from Iowa or something, right?" And he was like, "No, no, it's Mark Hunt from Pride. But if you get him on the ground, you're gonna be fine." I'm like, "But if I don't," I'm not going to be fine, but um, yeah. then they give me Stephen Struve next and Errol, as co-main event at a UFC 124. And then Harold, Ariel Hawani asked me after that fight, like or before the fight, he said, if you beat uh, – as co-main event, if you beat Stephen Struve, who's next for you because they can't move you down the ladder. And I remember saying, well, I hope not Kane or Brock or Gino Dos Santos. You know what I mean? Like it's not – I don't really want to fight any one of those guys. And everybody thought I was like a pussy for saying that, but I was just being honest. Like I didn't want to fight any really good wrestlers that were younger and better fighters than me. Like, you don't think Brock would be a good fight for you because on the ground you may be able to submit him? Uh, man, I don't know if he would be a good fight for anybody at that. Uh, I don't know, in his prime when he was fighting. The good thing about Brock is if you hit him, he'll quit. So uh, all you have to do is land one. Uh, Matt Mitrione wanted that fight for a long time. 
because he thought he could avoid him long enough to connect with him, and he knew Brock would curl up like a baby if he got hit, you know? Well, so, uh, that that, was, but didn't, like, Shane uh, Carlwood hit him, like, 900 times and he didn't quit? Uh, yeah, I mean, they should have stopped that fight. I think he was looking for him to stop it. But uh, after that, he wasn't the same guy, man. Like, uh, he was looking to quit against Dos Santos. I don't care what anybody says. He was looking to quit. Or not Dos Santos um, over him. He was just waiting to get hit to go down on that one. And then I was actually at the fight. I made a bunch of money on the one where he fought Cain Velasquez because I knew he was going to be able to bully Kane. And if he can't bully you, Brock's not a very good fighter, you know? Um, so um, I made a bunch of money. Like Kane, I think, was a two-to-one underdog. Uh, but that was funny. I was talking to uh, – gosh, I don't remember his name. One of the guys from AKA, it wasn't uh, Javier Mendez. It was the other guy. And I asked him, how did he see anybody beating Kane? This one Kane was champion. I said, All right. He goes, well, I'm not going to tell you. And I was like, dude, I don't think I'm beating Kane anytime soon. I said, like, he's seven years younger than me. He's way better at wrestling with way better cardio, way better at striking, better at everything. And uh, I'll be tired in 90 seconds. He won't even be sweating yet, you know? So Now, Don, I, I don't understand. Like, you went down to help Brock Lesnar. He was training with Mark Kerr. And they and Mark Kerr, like, shunned you out of the room. Is that what happened? No. Brock was supposed to come to my place. And he, uh, he went to Phoenix first to – Talk to um, uh, a strength conditioning coach, you know, f- for some football team that he bet when he tried out for the Vikings. And then that guy got him hooked up with Kerr. So he brought Kerr down to my fucking dojo, you know. And so we're trying, we're showing uh, Brock some stuff, and Kerr's like, no, 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 this, that's not it. Do this, do this, you know. He just, complete fucking idiot interrupting, you know, what we're doing. And he had no idea what the fuck he was talking about either. You know, shit. Now, a guy, a guy like Brock, who obviously doesn't like to get hit, what would you have done to train him to make him a better fighter? I'd have fucking hit him. I'd have made him enjoy getting hit. You know, at least, at least understand you're going to get hit. It's a fucking fight. You can you tell, know, Adam, you can tell. When, you gotta train. Go ahead, Don. You gotta train your muscles and your nerves. You know your muscles and your nerves in your face and your body to to take the damage. So we well, never real big on getting hit and sparring, but you have to. You until you're used to getting hit, you have to do it. You know, and you just hope you don't get a bunch yeah. of brain damage doing it. But you have to spar hard until you get eye discipline where you won't flinch away when you get hit where you don't. It's on anyone. If you started a box today, anyone's natural reaction when they get hit is to turn their head away and close their eyes. It's human nature. You know, it just is what it is. Uh, or to go the other way, turn, run the other way. So you got to get used to where you see a punch come and you eat it and throw one back. And until you do that, you have to spar hard. You just have to. I mean, if you want to be a fighter, but I don't recommend these guys like Kane and Daniel Cormier after 10 years of fighting, we're still beating the shit out of each other every day. You so, know, I mean, practice I mean, what do you do? So you, I mean, basically, you're on a guy. And then you fucking put him in a corner of a ring and just let guys tee off on him, kind of? No, you just make him fight back. Put him in with a better striker. Tell the better striker not to kill him, but make him stand there and fight. And if he doesn't want to do it, he needs to get in a different business. You know? Like, if he doesn't he doesn't want to get yeah, hit. Don't, don't, don't hurt him. You got Pepper's face, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, right? no one loves getting hit in the face but it or getting punched at all. But if you can't get used to it, man, it's keep your – you got to be able to stay calm, breathe. If you can't get used to it, it's like – it's, it hurts more than being in a choke, but it's kind of like in jiu-jitsu. If you never have a guy get pat, never get passed out from getting choked out, he doesn't know how far he can go 
to get, you know, I mean, you're going to panic when you get in a choke, whereas I've been in a choke before in practice for six minutes straight, like a D choke, passing out and waking up over and over again, which probably wasn't good. Wow. But I also knew exactly how far I could go before I needed to get out of that position, you know? That's how so. I tore my ACL because I'm so used to, like, wrestling mentality, Don, of, like, tough it out, tough it out, tough it out. I kept putting my fucking leg and my arm in the worst position yeah. and not tapping, and then my ACL just started to pop like an idiot. Um, so... Uh, so this week we have Der- we have Derek. Yeah, yeah. This week we have Derek Lewis versus Cyril Gain. Our gone, uh, gone is nine and zero. It's for an interim title shot, uh, heavyweight champion for the interim title. Which I don't understand why Engano is not the champion. I don't understand why CP doesn't get a rematch, best out of three. Uh, but who do we? How do we see this fight going, um, Sean? Gone. I'm going to go with Derek Lewis, man. I think the other guy's a better fighter, but Derek Lewis surprises me every time he fights, man. He gets he gets out of the craziest positions. If he really applied himself, there's no telling how good he could have been, man. I don't. He is tough, man, and hits hard and uh, doesn't quit, but he usually comes in out of shape, you know, but he uh, – or having to take a dump, but with the two. But, yeah, he. Uh, I'm going with him. I think uh, he's got the one-punch power to do it, man. Uh, Don? Yeah, I go with Derek Lewis. I'll actually watch these fights this weekend. You know, um, I like watching Derek fight for one thing, and um, I think the other guy is completely overrated. But you know, why they why they uh, stripped Nagano of the belt just because he said no? I want a little rest. You know, it makes no sense. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, also on this card, I'm, I'm, I'm picking uh, Cyril Gaon. I think that Derek Lewis um, in a five-round fight, I think he's going to get frustrated, and I think this dude's just too crafty for him. Um, I think he's going to stay away and outpoint him, and uh, that's what's going to happen. This guy's had a lot, of, a lot of kickboxing fights, and Lewis seems to, like, choke. Not choke, but, like, when he fought Cormier, when he gets to that next level, he sort of, I don't know, doesn't uh, – we'll see. Also, Pedro Munoz versus Jose Aldo. Aldo just keeps surprising me. I don't understand how he's, like, he, he's still around. I mean, he's still really at the top of his game, kind of. Um, who do we like in this fight? McCorkle. Uh, yeah, I'll go uh, Aldo, man. I don't, I don't know. He's going to eventually be one of those guys that he just doesn't have anymore in one fight. But he's, uh, he's surprised me several times, man. I thought he was done after McGregor. And he just uh, he keeps coming back. Don? Hello? Yeah, I'll go with Aldo, too. You know, hello? Yep. I said, I'll go with Aldo, too. Um, for some reason, he, you know, he just keeps surprising you. You know, uh, the, the guy's still there. Pedro beat Jimmy Rivera. Uh, he lost to Frankie Edgar, though. And he lost to Aljamain Sterling. He knocked out Cody Garbrandt, but that was when Cody was fighting like, like, like a madman. Um, so, yeah, he's lost the last two out of three. Uh, Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. That's a fight I want Kiesa to win, but shit, this guy Luque, he just he he ran through Tyron Woodley, he beat Randy Brown, he beat Nico Price, he lost to Stephen Thompson, but that dude's so hard to fight. He beat Mike Perry before that. He he knocked out Barbarena, knocked out Kranz. I mean, he he's a he's a monster. Uh, but Kiesa's a dude that like he's starting to really come into his own. If he's one of the ultimate fighter, he 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 beat Neil Magny. Um, beat Rafael Dos Anjos, beat Diego Sanchez, beat Carlos Condit. His last loss was to Anthony Pettis, 2018. 
Um, and he lost to Kevin Lee in a weird fight that was stopped kind of early. Uh, but he probably would have went out. Who knows? Who do we like in this fight? Uh, Don Fry. I don't know either one of them, partner. So <laughs> I'm going to have to step uh, aside. McCorkle. Uh, I'm going to go with Luke A. Man, I've never been a big fan and not thought he was that great, but he has looked good his last couple. I remember because I lost money betting against him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. I think uh, Kiesa. Didn't Kiesa lose to Diego Sanchez also? No, he beat Sanchez. He killed but him. But he got close to losing, right? Like, wasn't he giving him a real hard time? Or? No, no. He, he, he beat Diego, like, 30-27, uh, I believe it was. Or really? I was thinking – 30-26. All three, all three judges had 30-26. So. He lost to somebody that surprised me. I can't remember who it is now. But, um, yeah, I'll still go Luke. Hey? I'm going to go with Kiesa. I don't know why. I just because he comes on my show and he's a friend of mine. So, this is all heart right here. Uh, Angela Hill versus Tisha Torres. Tisha came to my, uh, my show last week. She's awesome. But she has, like, she has, like, this stone face, like, resting bitch face. I don't know what she's thinking. But she loved, but she seems to love the show, and I love her. She's awesome. This is going to be a good fight. Both these girls are great strikers. Keisha won the first one. I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Uh, any thoughts on this one, you guys? Uh, yeah, I always go with Angela Hill, man, None. mainly because her grandparents got uh, abducted by UFOs. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, maybe Tisha Torres is mad because some guy tried to put a magic marker on his toe and have his way with her. I don't know. I would, that would make you have that face for a long time. Uh, no, no, yes. Uh, and then also on the card is uh, Casey Kenny, who lost Dominic Cruz. He's from Tucson. Uh, he's fighting Song Yadong. Uh, Song Yadong trains Team Alpha Male. They have a lot of, like, Asian guys now, I think, from China. Uh, he, he, he lost to Kyler Phillips. He beat Marlon Vera. Lost to Cody Stamen. I like uh, Casey Kenny in this one. I think that I think Dominic Cruz is just awkward for anybody. I think people don't realize how awkward he is until they get in there with him. Um, but I think he's surprised that, uh, I'm surprised that uh, Dominic Cruz didn't request that he fights Sonya Dong because I heard Don, I heard Dominic Cruz is always looking for a dong. But you say this, but then he's all right. Okay, uh, <laughs> and then Ed Herman versus Alonzo Manyfield. Alonzo Manyfield is a guy that like went to like seven different youth centers when as a kid. Uh, he was adopted by like a Christian family from Nigeria. A, a guy that took him and his brother like raised him. He couldn't read until he was like 13 years old. Then he played college football and was like a badass. Uh, won his first like eight fights by knockout. Lost to Devin Clark. Lost to OSP by knockout. Won his last fight by Von Flew. He's a guy with a crazy story. Uh, he's fighting Ed Short Fuse Herman, who's 24 and 14, who's coming off uh, a win against Mike Rodriguez by Kimura. Uh, but I think that was uh, – uh, uh, this should be a good fight. This just should be a really good fight. Um, any, any thoughts on, on this one? I think Ed Herman will get beat like a redheaded stepchild. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, no, uh, I can't believe Herman's still fighting. I know nothing personally gets him, but he was fighting when I was fighting and he had been there longer than me, like way longer. So uh, that's a, I don't know how, how old is he? <laughs> like he had been in the UFC for like seven or eight years when I got in the UFC. And that was 10 years ago. So. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, it got announced that Lamar Odom is fighting Riddick Bowe in a boxing match. Um, Riddick Bowe is 53 years old. Um, uh, Don, any thoughts? Who do you think is going to win this fight? Lamar Odom, Riddick Bowe. Uh, I'll go, I'd bet my house on Riddick Bowe. I mean, he looks like he could barely walk. Everything I have. <laughs> 
Uh, Sean McCorkle. Why is he fat or what? He looks like he's fat. <laughs> he's in, I mean, looks like he he doesn't look like the Rick Bow that you remember. Put it this way. If you said he's fine out of shape, he looks he exactly like the Rick Bow I remember. <laughs> uh, as soon as he won the title, he never trained another day in his life. But I think he'll still be Lamar Odom. Remember when he like threw the the, the title in, the, in like the trash can in a McDonald's or something? Like he like trash can. Yeah, he was like he was fucking crazy. Um, yeah, so. Uh, uh, yeah. It's not a coincidence he was at McDonald's throwing away a championship belt. <laughs> I don't think that was uh, not surprising. Oh, my God. Uh, you remember when he was going to be in the Marines for like three weeks one time? That was weird. Like three days. Yeah, like he yeah. didn't last very long. And then did he beat up his no, son or something no. real bad? I don't know. Something happened with him. I don't know where Hector Lombard is. He said he was coming on the show. I, here's what happened. I, I, can't, I, I can't stay long. I'm doing some work at home. All right, let's do next week. Next week works. Uh, next week works, brother. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, I talked to Mayhem Miller. He's doing much. He's doing great. He's he's he's, he's kicking ass. Uh, happy for him. Um, uh, yeah, man. You know, me and Mayhem never liked each other. Like for years, I didn't like him, and he didn't like me because some underground stuff. But when he was on your podcast last time, I loved him. I thought he was awesome. Like I guess I never gave him a chance. But yeah, Mayhem's great. He is. He is. He he. A lot of you know. He definitely changed a lot. Um, for the better. I, I like him when he's not in the Mayhem character, you know, when he's just being himself. Uh, he's the best. I think sometimes he feels the need to, like, be that crazy guy, and uh, it's like he's enough. You're, like, I always tell him, Jason, you're enough as it is. You're enough. You don't have to, like, act, you know? Um, fucking, I love him the way he is. Because sometimes when he, when he tries to impress him, I, whatever. Okay, um, let's talk about... Uh, you know, did I ever tell you when I used to play basketball with, like, Patrice O'Neal and Kevin Hart and those guys? Uh-uh. Like, when, uh-uh. I was, when, I, when I first started doing comedy, I was, like, 19. I used to go to the Comedy Cellar. And one time I actually – and I was, like, uh, afterwards, I'd watch, like, Patrice and Rich Voss and Colin Quinn and Kevin Hart. We would go play basketball at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Jim Norton. There was a comic named Steve Marshall who I loved. One time we were going there, and there were all these, like, I don't know, shady-looking guys there. And Steve's, like – what if, we, what if we get jumped? What are we going to do? We'll whip out our tape recorders? And, uh, <laughs> and then Jim Norton goes, press play, they'll run. That was like the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I put, I'm like, they used to call me Open Mike. That was my fucking nickname, Open Mike. Uh, but, but Patrice was really good because he was so big. He must have been like 300 and something pounds. And he was hard to guard. And Plus he was black. I, Kevin Hart, like literally, if he was bigger, could have been a college basketball player. He fucking was awesome. Uh, Kevin Hart was really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was. He was like. He was like. He was legit. But I like some of those comics. Though, like, I, I remember like being like the like the young comic on the scene. I remember going to, like a Christmas party, and uh, this, there was like this girl I was hitting on, and that, not those comics, but these other comics that were like headliners. Dude, there was like a girl I was talking to. And these comics like went like around them and started like, like almost like putting their dicks on her, like 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 rubbing that like, like. I didn't know you hung out with Louis C.K. back then too. I mean, their dicks were like in their pants, but they were like, and then like I like she like moved away and I moved away with her, and then I ended up like making out with her because she was like get away from me, like. <laughs> and then the other comic was like, tell me how cool I was. All these headliners were like hitting on her, and she went home with me. But I was like, oh, why were these guys trying to put their, like, what were they thinking? I mean, this is like 20-something years ago, but like. Maybe they just wanted to get in the pool. They were hot. So they were like. 
It's one way for sure to get sent to the pool. I mean, these dudes have like no, I don't understand like where that was like, just, you can't just like put your dick on a girl, you know? I, I, even if it's like in your pants, it was fucking, it was insane. It, it was, uh, I don't know. Um, so uh, then I was, I was dating this one girl who like, she was a stripper. I didn't know that. I picked her up on the street. I ended up doing like cocaine off her tail. I thought she was a hooker. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, you're a stripper? Like, it's disappointing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then I like, I did, I did coke off her tits one night. And then like, I like, I was like two days in the, I was, I was like 21 years old. We were dating for like two days. And then during sex, I looked at her and I'm like, I love her. And I told her I loved her after like two days, which was like fucking insane. I don't know what I was thinking. Like I, I was an idiot. I was like 20, you know? But sure. at the time I was convinced I loved her. I took her to the comedy club. We sat in the front. And the commas kept picking on her because she was like this like, no, like low cut thing and she was heckling back. Then she like flashed her tits to the comments. And I remember just being so fucking embarrassed. And then like I, I told her, I'm like, it's over. I can't hang out with you anymore. I can't believe that. And she told me that she was like, abused when she was younger and like molested or something. And I just remember, it's, it's all kind of a- They all were. They all were. And all, every stripper was and every stripper is in nursing school, you know, for eight years. <laughs> I don't know if they all were, but like, but this this was definitely was. Uh, but yeah, those were some those were some good times. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> oh. This is all shit I thought about edibles. I don't know. It seemed a lot funnier last night when I wrote it down than when I'm telling it now. Is this, do you even like this show? Are you guys even interested in this? I feel like I'm just telling you this and you're looking at me like, I can't even imagine the comments I'm going to get from people going like, no one gives a fuck about your fucking edible. And then people are going to tell me, what's mayhem coming back or some other fucking bullshit. Like, dude, this one guy, hello? Can you hear me? Can anybody hear me? Is, is anybody still here? Hello? Uh, I can't see anybody. What's, what's going on? Hello? Yo, I don't even know what's going on. Hello. Yeah, I feel like I was talking to myself the whole time. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got to uh, let Coracle in. Uh, Sean? Hello? Yeah. Yo, what's going on? All right, I'm back. <laughs> what happened? You guys even like this show today? I feel like we didn't even talk about MMA. I'm, I'm gonna get. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the. Fa- I thought you were talking to the fans, not us. <laughs> like when you said you guys like this, I was like, "Are we live? What's going I know, on?" You guys even like this, Sean? I feel like I'm talking to myself. No, uh, I love it. It was funny. Oh, uh, good. All right. You should eat edibles more often. You know, I used to be a bar mitzvah dancer. Did I have that story? <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know bar mitzvahs hired strippers. Dude, like, why would a bar mitzvah hire a stripper? No, they, like, they, hire, like, they hire like these party motivators in Long Island to come and get the party going. And, and like, some like me, it was like, I was like 19. The girls like 20, like professional dancers, like, like club dancers and stuff. My job is to get everyone going, you know. Uh, I'm like a hype man for like, for like little, like really rich kids. Um, At a 13-year-old kid's party? Yeah, a 13-year-old kid's party, dude. Uh Holy. Yeah, some of these bar mitzvahs are out of control. Like, I remember one of them, they were saying they hired uh, that one girl, uh, Kesha, to perform there. But she didn't know it was a bar mitzvah. So she started, like, stripping at it and, like, like twerking and shit. 
And like all the dads were like really into it, but all the moms were like grossed out. <laughs> I bet. I was with a friend one time in Louisville and he, uh, he got really drunk and he had to go to the bathroom and disappeared for like seven hours. So I thought something had happened to him. Like I hadn't talked to him like three or four hours. I was like, dude, where are you at? What is going on? And he just kept texting me, I'm at a black bar mitzvah, come pick me up. Yeah. And it was the fun. I just kept saying like a black bar mitzvah. He goes, I don't know. It's a bar mitzvah, but it's only black people. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And he didn't know where he was. And I kept saying like, where? It was before like iPhones and stuff. I was like, come pick you up where? He's like at the black bar mitzvah. And I was like, dude, I don't, I'm not from here. I don't know. Like, is there a black synagogue in town? Like, I don't know what's going on, man. And he, uh, he ended up, yeah, I, I got back to my hotel finally at like 4 a.m. And he was sleeping in front of my hotel room door. Oh, like just laying on the ground sleeping. So I don't know how he got back. So I wake him up and I'm like, dude, go to your room. He goes, no, there's somebody in there. And I thought he was just paranoid. I was like, there's not been there. I go there. There's a homeless guy who's like seven foot tall in his room, bleeding from his head, right? Like, or whatever. He let this homeless guy go into his room and sleep in there. And he was going to sleep in my room. I was like, you're not sleeping in my room, dude. Like you already got a room. And so I throw the homeless guy out. I was nice as I could be, but I was like, dude, you got to go, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so when I go back, my drunk friend is laying on my bed, all sweaty and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'll just sleep in his room. Like, forget this. I go back to his room, lay down, fall asleep. Wake up the next morning with something on my face. And I looked up in the mirror and I had blood all over my face. So apparently the homeless guy had laid down with his bloody head all over the pillow and flipped it over before I came in. In the middle of the night, I flip the pillow over to sleep on it, wake up with blood, the homeless guy's blood all over my face. Um, I have some of it on film. It was really funny um, when oh he was trying to That's try to talk to the homeless guy into leaving his room. It was uh, I didn't even have to take edibles to think of that story, but I forgot about that since it happened. It was crazy. Dude, at one time, me and my friends used to do comedy. Like, they had proms. After the prom, they'd have comedy shows, right? Like, 3 o'clock in the morning, they would, like, after prom comedy shows. And it would be the worst. So one time, a kid jumped on stage and wanted to fight me. It was like a, like a military school, and I was like, sit down, asshole. The Christian, you get heckled by, like, prom kids. But the ones that, they were all, like, like, boats that, like, traveled around New York City. So me and my friend one time got on the wrong boat, and uh, it was a bunch of black deaf kids. So we're, like, we're on the ship, uh, like, the boat, like, the cruise, and all these kids are, like, signing, and we're, like, I'm, like, what is this, Def Jam? Like, I'm, like, being, like, stupid. But then we realized that we were on the wrong ship. We were on the wrong boat and, like, got off it and went on the right one. <laughs> I had like seven jokes in a row I couldn't say <laughs> so if it's too far for me you know it's way too far yeah dude one time I did a show at a after prom and it was like right by Pelican Bay prison and all these kids their parents were either in jail for life or they worked at like the prison and I ended up like one of the girls that was like a bartender there I was like 24 25 she was like 21 and she was like cute. So I got her number and I ended up like, like she was a like a masseuse also and gave me a massage the next day. And then like <laughs> I banged her like in the massage parlor. But this other comedian that I worked with fucking told my friend that I banged one of the high school kids. I'm like, no, she was working there. So I had to be like, like, like a fucking hater. I'm like, what a fucking hater, dude. Like, you know, people, they just start, they just start shit with you, you know? Right I've got an awesome story, but I'll probably save it for another date about a massage therapist, man. It was the funniest thing ever. But it takes like tell years. us now to close the show. Okay, I'll give you the quick version. So I go to fight Florida to fight for Roy Jones' promotion, like the, my last fight. He kind of like, Roy Jones talked me into it. He said, you can fight anybody you want, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't want to say no to him because we're kind of like, I mean, he's my childhood hero. So I was like, sure, I can barely walk, but I'll go ahead and do it. So I'm in Smoothie King the day before, uh, or two days before the fight, and I'm talking to a girl there, and I said, uh, like, getting a shake or whatever, protein shake. I said, do you know any sports massage therapy places here in 
Pensacola that are like really good. Like I didn't want some place Brennan Shaw would go, um, but um, place like that. And she goes, oh, I'm a massage therapist. And I was like, are you really? And she was like, yeah. She was talking with an Australian accent. And uh, she goes, I just do this part time. And I was like, oh, and I said, where are you from? And she said, Perth, which I had just fought before uh, against uh, Saul Pulele, who's from Perth. Like he's like a legend there, I guess, or yeah. whatever. And I say, you know who Saul Pulele is? He's from your town. She was like, no. I said, he's a fighter. She goes, nah. And I was like, that's weird. But she's talking to me in this Australian accent. And I was talking to her about being Australian. She didn't seem to know much about Australia for somebody that was from there. And so she said she could just come to my condo and do the massage there so she could do it without having to share the money with her employer or whatever, like on the side. I was like, okay, cool. So she shows up there and she starts giving me the worst yeah. massage I've ever had. Like she, she doesn't appear to know what she's doing, just pushing on spots and this and that. And then uh, she was like pushing my lower back and she said, I'd go lower. Like I was kind of almost asleep, um, probably from boredom, but um, she, uh, she said I would go lower, but you'd probably like it, you faggot. And I was like, wait, what? Like when she said, I was like, what? And she goes, what? And I said, you just call me a faggot? She goes, no. So we're laughing. It's like, what What did you think you heard? I was like, oh, never mind. I, I just thought I heard, never mind. So I'm sitting there. So she says a couple other things during the massage that's the worst massage ever that insinuate I'm gay. And so um, I'm like, man, that's really weird. So, But she was real funny, but just strange. So she ends up leaving or whatever. She only wanted $30 an hour, which is not normal either. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. it's so strange, man. You know, like, so... I paid her whatever, the 30 or 45 bucks for her, so she leaves. So the next time I'm down there, I go to the same smoothie king like six months later, and I said, hey, does that girl still work here? It was from Australia. That was a massage therapist. And the guy's like, what? And I said, the girl from Australia. He goes, there's nobody from Australia that's ever worked here. And I was like, no, this girl, she has massage therapy on the side. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I've been here three years. And so I was like, okay. So the next time I go down, I tell like another year later, because I always go to the same place in Florida, I asked another guy in there, if he, was, is there a girl that worked here from Australia that was a massage therapist? And he goes, no. And I said, he goes, I'm the owner. And I, he goes, I, I would know. And I said, so there's not anybody. He goes, there's somebody that used to claim to be Australian sometimes worked here. And he goes, but someday she was English. Someday she was Australian. Someday she was from Africa. He said, someday she was a chiropractor. Someday she was a lawyer. It just depends on what day. So I realized, like, she wasn't a massage therapist, nor was she Australian. And I let her in my, like, condo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like she could have killed me or anything. But, yeah, she kept making, like, gay slurs toward me the whole time. I kept thinking, like, why is this girl saying this? Like, why is she keep insinuating I'm gay? But, yeah, apparently she was, like, schizophrenic or something crazy. Oh, my You know, or whatever. God. And, uh, but, yeah, the, when the guy told me that, man, I laughed for, like, two hours after that. Because I was like, I couldn't believe. I just took her word for it that she was Australian and massage therapist. But it turns out she was just crazy. So That's hilarious. Uh, it was really funny. Well, listen, that's our podcast. Crazy woman. Who'd have thought? That's our podcast today. I'm not sure what we accomplished, but I love you guys. And uh, hey, man. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks, John.